This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexil series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time, which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. It's 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. It's time to be about that life, the startup life. Here's your host, Dominic Lawson. All right, Startup Nation, I hope you're ready to receive some value today. My name is Dominic Lawson, and this is The Startup Life, the show for entrepreneurs and career-minded professionals. You know, Startup Nation, as we move forward in, into this 21st century economy, you know, one of the uh, the big players and, you know, when we talk about technology and how we build things are going to be engineers, which is why we have a great guest uh, on the show for you today, for sure. He is a mechanical engineer with a love for extreme sports, which we're definitely going to talk about. He was recently awarded the honor of Forbes 30 under 30, which is an amazing accomplishment. He is also the co-founder and CEO of Fractory a cloud manufacturing platform that reduces procurement time with clients in 15 countries and expects to earn over $11 million in revenue this year. He is Startup Nation, Martin Varis. Martin, what's up, man? Hi, thanks for having me. It's nice to be here. No worries, no worries. Really quickly, man, are you ready to pour some knowledge into Startup Nation today? Absolutely, absolutely. Hopefully, I can uh, I can uh, shed some light into what we are doing and and uh, add some value to the listeners. I think we're definitely going to accomplish that, Martin, for <laughs> sure. But look here, man. Let's kind of start with your origin origin story. Just kind of share with us your background and how you got up into this point in your career. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I I guess I can call myself uh, really an engineer by heart, and as you very correctly said. Uh, eng engineers are the ones that are going to build the future and uh, it was right. just uh, the other weekend we, we saw that happening uh, with our own eyes, right, uh, the SpaceX right. launch. Uh, obviously, uh, I'm not an Elon Musk and, uh, uh, and uh, I'm not comparing myself to him, but, uh, but I do believe that engineering is a very important profession, uh, one that is quite often undervalued and, and uh, thusly the technology in it as well. Uh, but more on that later, I guess. Uh, I myself, I, uh, I come from a small city in Estonia, in Eastern Europe, uh, or part of Nordics actually. And uh, uh, I've been building stuff my whole life and I studied engineering. Uh, I worked as an engineer, but, uh, but it's much more than that. I love building things. 
not only the company that uh, that I've been running for for more than uh, uh, two and a half years now, but uh, but everything. Uh, I'm currently right. working on a motorcycle project, for example. Nice. And uh, and yeah, from uh, from that engineering uh, degree and and uh, experience in the in the uh, mechanical engineering sector, I discovered a problem that was just pissing me off as an engineer on on a daily basis, and that's uh, procurement process. So right. a lot of the engineering companies they they make their own products, but uh, majority of SMEs don't have all the necessary equipment and machinery to produce all the parts. Uh, so, uh, I, as an engineer, I had to spend time sending emails out trying to get price quotes or, for my design parts for, for different projects. And uh, that, that is a long process uh, and, uh, and they, it can take up to weeks to, to get anything finalized and start production. So, I had an idea that, well, uh, there should be a virtual solution or an online solution that... Uh, that takes my information in the form of um, of drawings of the part and combines it with the information of of uh, many of those manufacturers out there in the market, and so I can make my purchase decision faster and and I can uh, give all the information necessary. So now, uh, fast forward to today, we are running in uh, in. Uh, uh, well, many many countries in Europe, but also in US. And uh, we have two offices, one in Estonia, one in UK, Manchester. And uh, we have built uh, what me and, and two of the other co-founders dreamed of uh, uh, roughly three years ago. And, and it's, it's working wonderfully. That's amazing. So I, I love how you, you talked about, you know, you, you saw that problem and then you, you found like a, a solution for it. And that honestly is like the core of an engineer, right? I've always found that fascinating. So I, I want to ask you this, man, because, you know, engineers are just problem solvers, right? They're just yep. natural problem solvers, right? Absolutely. Walk me through Martin's doctrine of problem solving, whether it be uh, an engineering problem or like even just something like, you know, we work through day to day, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, figuring out the grocery list or something. I just want to hear your process as far as problem solving, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I guess uh, I might be a bit uh, different on that. Where, whereas, okay. uh, at least, at least, uh, where, where, what I can see from other engineers and and other people in general is that well, we like uh, different, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm uh, I like to vision things. So I have pretty imaginative uh, mind. So when I tackle a problem, then instead of going full into research straight away, I, I tend to sit back and just uh, vision different outcomes and different uh, different mm. solutions, but also different uh, sort of uh, worse scenarios. So when I think of a solution for a problem, I don't think uh, what it solves, but actually what it might uh, make worse as well. Uh, and uh, I think I try to think of many solutions and, and then I usually come up with something in my mind, uh, be it engineering like a physical pro uh, product or, or a, I don't know, uh, re more recently financial plans is, is my day to day right. life. So right. I, I tend to vision everything in my head, the numbers, everything. And, and then I, when I reach at the sort of bigger picture stuff, then I, then I, um, 
uh, then I do go to research quite often uh, to validate uh, if what I thought uh, it could could work uh, from others' experience because I think learning from others' experience is a uh, is a good way to to avoid uh, making your own mistakes uh, as much as possible. Uh, although making some mistakes is also good, uh, and uh, and yeah, after that I, I just uh, get on with it. Uh, I'm not uh, maybe uh, a kind of guy who makes the full plan before before uh, starting to solve a problem. I, I I come up with a big picture and I come up with where I want to be heading and where I want to end up. Uh, and then I just start with it and, and see where it takes me. Because from my experience, if you make a plan, then uh, at the second turn, the, the, you can scrap. Gotcha. Fair enough. Fair enough. And, and I lo- you said a few things that I really liked, Martin. And Startup Nation, I hope you caught on to that. The, the, you know, one of the things I want to point out is they said learn from others to kind of minimize those mistakes. And I think we're all, you know, as we engage on our path of entrepreneurship, and stuff like that, you know, we're definitely trying to minimize those mistakes. So learning from somebody like a mentor or somebody, you know, is, is very important, but also not being afraid to make those mistakes because that's a learning process as mm-hmm. well. But, you know, for sure. And, and and I actually do love your, your process, the problem solving as far as like, you know, thinking about the outcomes, you know, what could go right, what could go wrong. And then it seems like you maybe kind of like backwards plan from there and then really come up with, you know, the, the meat and potatoes of the plan and stuff like that. So I love all of that, Barton. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. No worries. No worries. So look, man, I was, you know, researching, doing my show prep and stuff like that. And you have uh, a pretty amazing background, uh, you know, as a kid, man. Like, you know, let's talk about this extreme sports stuff a little bit, right? So I, I see that you were like a like a multiple-time swimming champion in Estonia? Kind of tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I mean, sports has always been part of my life. And uh, and my parents, they used to go mountain skiing uh, before I could walk. Uh, and uh, and when I turned, I think, it, I think I was five years old when they first put me on skis and pushed me down the mountain. So... Uh, that's uh, that's where part of it started, and and when I was seven, I started snowboarding uh, because I I thought that was cooler. So, Fair <laughs> uh, but uh, but swimming, yeah, I, I I went to went to swimming when I was I think ten years old, did it for mm-hmm. five years or so, but had to uh, right before I was actually supposed to start preparing for the for the Olympics, uh, I had a uh, knee surgery and turned out I had a uh, sort of uh, uh, like uh, uh, genetics uh, related uh, gotcha. problem yeah. in my knee that uh, basically put a stop to my swimming career. But but yeah, I I, I was a uh, multiple time champion in Estonia, but also in in uh, in Europe as well in 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 youth uh, youth sort of segments. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask you, man, did you have like a, a Olympic dream? So clearly you did. And unfortunately, like, you know, that uh, that genetic disorder that you talked about kind of stymied it, man. You know, do you do you ever think about what could be? I mean, you know, you, you see like all these great swimmers, you know, obviously I'm in the States. So, you know, I think of like Michael, Michael Phelps yeah. and Ryan Lochte and stuff like that. Uh, 
uh, Pearsall, a couple of those mm-hmm. guys, stuff like that. Do you ever think about what could have been, what could have been, uh, if you were able to pursue that dream a little bit? To be honest, uh, not that much. I okay. don't usually uh, wallow in uh, in the past. I, I tend Fair to enough. move forward. <laughs> Whatever happens, it it's uh, sort of for a reason or, or helps you forward. And having those experiences, both uh, both uh, doing well in, in sports and also having it taken away, uh, definitely has taught me uh, many valuable lessons. And I think I can. Uh, use them uh, in, in the later life as well. You know, I actually want to circle back to something you talked about earlier. You were talking about, you know, uh, Elon Musk and uh, their amazing feat of, you know, launching some astronauts into space to, to the international, I believe it was the International Space Station yes. uh, just a few weeks ago. You know, when you see feats, you know, as a mechanical engineer, when you see feats like that, you know, maybe it's not necessarily you, uh, but when you see other people in your craft soaring to new heights, I, I guess I'm asking a two-part question. One, you know, how important is that to your field and, and what you do? But I guess also, too, what I'm wondering is, do you ever just get like, you know, sit back and just get like super excited about that? Like you, you don't think of it as from a from a from a craft a mechanical engineer standpoint like, it, like there's just times where you're just a fan so i kind of want to know that about you man uh well to be honest i have a pretty mechanical mind uh, although very imaginative but still very mechanical uh, yes. so when i looked at the launch uh, uh, I did get excited. I, I got very excited, but maybe not because uh, just the fact that uh, we are launch, launching humans into space, uh, but uh, uh, what makes it possible and, and, right. and all the numbers that, that are involved, uh, looking at the, at the speed uh, uh, speed of the rocket and, and uh, how it detaches and uh, how it lands and, and all that uh, is what, uh, what ma- made me definitely excited. And, and and uh, uh, the fact that uh, this time it was the first time that uh, a private company launched uh, uh, humans into space and uh, uh, and landed the first burners back on Earth, uh, uh, the the combination of those facts is definitely what what gets me excited. And and uh, part of your question also was how important is that to to the field of engineering? I think. Uh, right. That was one of the things that uh, uh, that, that, that the sort of effort of Elon and and uh, SpaceX team and Tesla team and, and all of them, um, um, the effort of popularizing uh, engineering and making engineering sexy, uh, which it never has been basically. Right. Uh, I, I I think it's a very good thing, and I think it's it's long overdue that somebody did it and. And in a way, we with Fractory and the way we present ourselves and and, uh, and uh, the way we do uh, or approach our branding, uh, that's also part of ma- making uh, making engineering sure. a bit more interesting than than it maybe is in in the first glance. Because uh, well, it is very interesting, but it's it's often dressed up as something very boring. For sure, for sure. No, no, you're you're definitely right about that, and I, and I I can definitely see that. You know, as far as that that branding piece, right? Making engineering sexy, uh, as you say. Because honestly, man, you know, uh, for those of us who are kind of 
like, you know, lay people outside of the engineering world. Elon Musk is kind of like, you know, to seeing as us like as a real life Tony Stark in, the, yeah. in a lot of regards. Right. You know, uh, so that's kind of cool. Thank you for sharing all of that, man, for sure. So Absolutely. I, I want to ask you. Yeah, for sure. I, I want to ask you this, too, man, because, you know, I saw uh, you were uh, featured and you and your co-founder were featured in an article for engineering.com. And the name of the article, Startup Nation, is an automated manufacturing platform, the answer to the supply chain breakdown. Because we're seeing, you know, due to COVID-19, the coronavirus, that we're seeing a lot of supply chains kind of like, you know, not being, not necessarily not being optimized, but kind of, you know, as the article says, breaking down, not necessarily Mm -hmm. running as efficiently uh, as they have in the past. I know a lot of grocery stores are feeling that. You know, not it's not from a manufacturing standpoint, but a lot of grocery mm. stores are feeling that from like, you know, meat and stuff like that. So if you would, man, kind of talk about what we're experiencing with the supply chain uh, issues there and how does Fractory come in to kind of solve that? Absolutely. Uh, well, to start off with, uh, when we started Fractory, uh, it was my understanding that uh uh, or why we thought that uh, now is the right time to actually start uh, start building uh, what we are building uh, was the fact that supply chains actually started to change uh, a few years ago, roughly three, three or four years ago. Uh, okay. Where whereas in te- ten years ago, still everybody was moving towards uh, Asia and mainly China uh, to to mm. produce everything, uh, but. Um, uh, in the recent years, um, the customers are starting to want uh, more customization, uh, more variables in the product. They, they want uh, something that it feels like it's custom made for them. And I'm not talking uh, mainly about consumer products, or, although we see definitely more uh, variation in consumer products as well, but also in engineering products in, in, in heavy industries. Uh, we want more of options. We uh, we want more uh, more solutions. So that means that the companies are not only forced, but it makes more sense to bring uh, bring the production back closer to the to their client. So that means that uh, it's not only it's not anymore big big factories somewhere overseas that produce everything, but it's a combination of different small companies working together. Now that's a, that's something new, and that's a, a, at least a, in a in a in a fast pace that we we are expecting today to work. Um, it's definitely new, and it, it, it's a complex problem to solve with all that communication. And uh, uh, what's happening in the supply chain is that uh, humans are sort of becoming the weakest link, or uh, becoming the bottleneck in 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 all of that. Uh, the the companies and and the production itself they could move much faster if uh, if the supply chain was faster. So obviously mm-hmm. the next step has to be digital. It has to autom- has to be automated. We can't uh, expect people to uh, be as fast as we want them to be when they are using uh, emails and phones to to communicate the, all the technical aspects that are necessary in production. So what we have built is is, is an online uh, platform that uh, that automates all that communication. So you're an engineer, you have that uh, computer aided design file of a part, you upload it into a system, and it gives you a price and lead time straight away 
you, you purchase it right there and then, and that's all you have to think about. In a week's time, it will, it will land on your uh, doorstep or fa factory floor. And at the same time, from the other side, the, the producing companies, they don't have to uh, do the hard work of uh, quoting uh, while not knowing if they get the job or not. So all those manufacturing companies who produce stuff for others, they have uh, many engineers, smart people doing very simple jobs, which is basically calculating prices, which can be automated. And, and we did that. And now we're making sort of both sides more efficient. And uh, now coming back to the day and, and, uh, and the situation with the crisis, uh, it was all accelerated. Uh, so it took us three, four years to start under understanding that we need to come back close to the customer to produce our stuff uh, uh, and uh, start building those supply chains uh, nearer to us. Uh, but now when the COVID hit, we nobody was ready for it. The supply chains were still functioning uh, as they were 20 years ago uh, and uh, Nobody had the right tools to, to cope with the situation. And now we see a huge uh, number of uh, new customers coming to us uh, because uh, we provide that solution for them to build up the, uh, build up the new supply chains or not only build up new ones, but, uh, but actually change the way they approach uh, supply management because uh, throughout the crisis, uh, companies had to uh, stop producing uh, at different times and, and there was a lot of chaos and co customers didn't know where to go. But our system was constantly live and there was always somebody who could produce. So that sort of uh, uh, clarity and, and uh, reassuring uh, system that, that the customers needed and need today and, and uh, we are here to help them and, uh, and, and uh, uh, we've been happily growing uh, throughout the crisis uh, as well. Right, right, because I, I, you know, like, you know, I imagine, you, like you said, you know, you're getting probably more looks now, especially, you know, with everything going on. Did that surprise you a little bit? Quick follow-up question. Did that surprise you at all? That Because you're seeing a lot of companies where, you know, like, you know, business kind of slows down and stuff like that, but, you know, you're kind of accelerating a little bit. Did you expect that at all? Um, to be honest, yes. Okay, fair uh, enough. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that that's that's the place to be humble uh, because right. uh, the, it, it had to happen in one way or the uh, or another. I, I'm I'm not saying that I'm in any way happy about the uh, the crisis situation. Of course not. Uh, no. But uh, but obviously it uh, there there had to be something that uh, that accelerated. Uh, uh, the understanding of where the world is moving and and what type the type of systems uh, cost, uh, companies can use to to maintain their uh, normal uh, working environment they, they, or be less sort of uh, influenced by by the outside uh, outside world and uh, and uh, and so so our solution is actually the exact right fit for the current situation. So when it started, I, I did have a hunch that uh, we might see uh, growth uh, and accelerating growth uh, during during that situation. Yes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. Last 
follow-up question before we move on, because, you know, you know, you're there in Manchester, I'm here uh, in the States and, you know, but no matter where you are around the world, when a lot of times when people hear the word automated, they're automatically equated to, you know, losing jobs and, you know, taking over jobs, AI taking over jobs, you know, automation taking over jobs, wherever the case may be. Right. And, and the thing is like, honestly, like there's two sides to that coin. There's, you know, there are some jobs that may or may not be replaced, but there are some jobs that actually get enhanced uh, by automation. You know, it's not necessarily meaning that, you know, that somebody will lose their job, but it also just makes their job more efficient to where they can focus on other aspects of the job. So I, I'm curious because I know you you hear this debate based on, you know, what you do there at Fractory. Where do you stand on all of this? You know, because, you know, automation is it's not going anywhere. Not only is it not going anywhere, it's accelerating. Absolutely. It is accelerating and we are seeing more and more processing is uh, being automated. And uh, I think from a human perspective, uh, although there are a lot of fears, but uh, I think it should be embraced because I personally don't believe it's, uh, uh, it's reducing the number of jobs. No, uh, definitely not. I think, uh, as you as you very correctly said, it enhances and makes uh, makes one's job more efficient. So, if we talk about those engineers that uh, that have to order the parts, or or the engineers that have to calculate the prices from the other side, uh, those are the ones we connect. And uh, and the only part we take away is the is the mediocre, mind-numbing. Uh, simple task of putting numbers together and sending out emails and making phone calls. I mean, right. it, it's not the place where you add value. You're a, you're an educated engineer. You should be doing something else, and and we give them more of that time. And uh, and uh, they're not going to lose their jobs because we are automating that uh, that simple uh, but time-consuming task uh, of of their workflow. They can focus that time on making uh, making better products, coming up with new ones, coming up with better manufacturing processes, and so on. There are so many more places where the human mind can find uh, much more use than sending out emails. All right, Startup Nation, so we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got to pay some bills. Once again, my name is Dominic Lawson, and you're listening to The Startup Life. This fresh coat of the startup life has been sprayed on nice and smooth by Wagner and the Flexel series of paint sprayers. Startup Nation, my wife decided she wanted to rehab her childhood home. The goal was to fix it up and invite a nice family to rent it out. We knew one of the biggest jobs we had to undertake was painting. However, from the walls, the cabinets, and even the siding outside, it was going to be a big task. As entrepreneurs with a company to run, we knew this was going to take up a lot of our time which is why we decided to get a paint sprayer. And after much research, we decided to go with the sprayer from the Flexio series from Wagner. Startup Nation, these sprayers are top-notch because of its flexibility to paint or stain walls, furniture, cabinets, and more. 
is 10 times faster than using a paintbrush, which was a big selling point for us. And you can paint or stain right from the can. It's also easy to clean in five minutes and being great for indoor and outdoor projects, a paint sprayer from the Flexio series clearly needs to be part of the arsenal in your garage. So if you're ready to stain your deck or like me, fill your daughter's request of a bubblegum pink room, up your game with a paint sprayer from the Flexio series by Wagner. Take it from me. Your time will thank you. This episode of The Startup Life is sponsored by SaveTheChildren.org. Startup Nation, Save the Children believes every child deserves a future. In the United States and around the world, they work every day to give children a healthy start in life, the opportunity to learn, and protection from harm. They deliver lasting results for millions of children, including those hardest to reach. They do whatever it takes for children every day and in times of crisis transforming their lives and the future we share. Startup Nation, right now, the coronavirus is the biggest global health crisis in our lifetime. It threatens children in every way. COVID-19 has already left many children without caregivers, out of school, and exposed to violence and exploitation. Child poverty is rising. With your support, we can help children in unsafe households and help support distance learning in the face of school closures. Here are some ways your support can make a difference. For just $5, you can buy a baby's first book, providing comfort and inspiring lifelong learning. And for $25, you can serve a nutritious breakfast and lunch to five out-of-school children in need. And there's many other ways you can help support Startup Nation. So go to savethechildren.org slash savekids or www.savethechildren.org forward slash savekids. So if you're ready to make a difference, Startup Nation, remember, savethechildren.org. Make the change for children. The Startup Life is powered by Ladder. Startup Nation, as an entrepreneur, you are the engine that powers your business. We have had many entrepreneurs on the show, from those that played Division II basketball, quite a few Ironman participants, and even an NFL quarterback. And the one thing they all have in common is that they know getting early morning workout wins leads to business success for the day. However, it's super important what fuel you use for your workout to get that early morning success. And that's where Ladder comes in. Ladder is a sports nutrition company founded by LeBron James and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Unlike other supplements, every batch is tested by a third party that is trusted by all major professional sports organizations, including the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more to verify the highest standards for quality, but more importantly, safety. Ladder's goal is to help you unlock your best in any situation. Right now, that means access to special offers and expert advice from their community. Personally, I like superfood greens. Not only does it include the most essential nutrients that are hard to get in your diet, like magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, and vitamin D, they also included the Rodelio root, which helps keep you healthier when stress is high, but also it helps support immunity according to many studies. Use code BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off everything site-wide at ladder.sport. That's BETTEREVERYDAY for 30% off at ladder.sport. So maybe you're not trying to be a four-time league MVP or a seven-time Mr. Olympia, but you still need the tools to elevate your health that elevates your business. So go with Ladder and prepare to get better every day. All right, Startup Nation, welcome back as we continue our conversation with today's guest here on The Startup Life. Once again, Startup Nation, we're talking to Martin Varis, the co-founder and CEO of Fractory. So, and Startup Nation, if you want to check out that website, it's fractory.com. We have a link there in the show notes for easy access. 
so Mark, if we could, man, just kind of talk shop a little bit. Talk about the culture there between you and your co-founders and your team. What kind of culture do you have there at Fractory? Mm, yeah, I actually had to describe it the other day. Uh, basically, if, if I can go back uh, to the very beginning, uh, uh, well, first of all, I know both of my co-founders for roughly 10 years. Uh, one of them uh, I know from, just from school and and uh, and uh, going out together. And the other one, we we were doing uh, a band together uh, roughly ten years ago. And uh, we have kept in touch, although the the, the band itself uh, fell apart uh, uh, quite some time ago. But I know both of them uh, quite well, and and I knew that these are the guys that uh, that I could see myself working with, uh, together with, and and uh, they ob- obviously felt the same. And then uh, before we even started actually building anything, uh, uh, we went into a accelerator uh, here in Estonia uh, called uh, Startup Voice Guys. And uh, uh, although it was near to us, we still had to move to another city and uh, live and work together for three years, uh, sorry, three months straight. Uh, so that was definitely a first testing point for us. So because okay. if you're starting a company and uh, everything is new to you and there's so many problems and so many things you need to think about and solve, uh, and if you have to live together with the same guys that you're solving those problems with, it's either going to be very uh, horrible experience or it's going to turn out good. And for us, I think it turned out amazing. It was definitely something that solidified our, our relationship from the beginning. And uh, and I had to recently describe it uh, for a book as well. And, uh, and I thought about it and I think... Uh, uh, what made us so uh, sort of strong was the fact that uh, we deeply uh, trusted each other. So all the values that we, we hold, uh, hold true today and that we have written in our company handbook and everything, they, they sort of stem from, from one, one simple thing, which is uh, trust. And, and I think in general, uh, for, for a team to function well together, uh, you have to trust each other, and uh, and that uh, that is sort of uh, built uh, built the culture we have here in Fractor as well. Uh, we tend to trust everybody who is in the company, uh, and that has led us to to a place where we we see very little micromanagement uh, between the teams, and uh, and. Uh, we for, definitely forgive mistakes if 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 they are not because of uh, some for for any stupid reason, but uh, uh, but honest mistakes. Um, and uh, we definitely have this uh, sort of uh, do your own own thing. We trust you to do the right thing. But if yeah. if you if you need anything, just ask. And that that is something that uh, we have built from day one. Yeah. Gotcha. No, I, I appreciate that, you know, because, you know, that that, you know, the most important part you know, of any company startup nation, everybody knows this is the human capital inside of that company. And so I kind of want to get an idea of what that looks like at Fractory. Let me ask a quick follow up. Uh, so when there's issues of like necessarily like a disagreement or those mistakes and stuff like that, how do you work through those things? I mean, 
I think we we can safely say that uh, we don't really get the motion during those uh, disagreements or something. Fair enough. Uh, something Fair similar. Enough. We we tend to look at it uh, again as an as engineers. <laughs> uh, we we look Fair at enough. the problem and we, and we all know where we want to be. So let's just get there the best and fa fastest way we can. So that leaves no room for emotions. Let's just discuss. Everybody is open to voice their opinion. And then uh, uh, we run with uh, whatever seems the most reasonable uh, by everybody. And, and, and that's that. If you would, Martin, kind of walk me through like the onboarding process of a new client. Let's say a new client reaches out and they say, hey, I'm ready to do business with Fractory. I have like, you know, some projects that you can definitely help me out with. Walk me through that onboarding process of a new uh, customer at Fractory. Mm -hmm. uh, we have made a lot of effort to make our, uh, our product and our system uh, simple and self-explanatory. So a lot of our clients who, who, uh, who we start working with or who starts using our system finding us mostly digitally. Uh, so they then to do their first orders and everything by themselves. But at the same time, we put a lot of uh, effort and, and, uh, and good people into, into our account management team. This is basically a team that is always there for the clients. So, uh, whenever a client even makes the, uh, sign, signs up an account uh, in our system, then they are uh, straight away appointed to one of our account managers who will be making sure that that client is taken care of. And uh, uh, we, we definitely put a lot, of, uh, lot into the education of the account managers, uh, both in, uh, in building relationships and uh, engineering problems. And um, I think that is something we can definitely pride ourselves uh, with uh, is the fact that um, we always have somebody who is there for the clients if it's necessary, uh, but we have a system that the client can use on their own without any uh, learning curve. It's simple to use. It, there's no cost for setting it up. You just go on the platform, start using it, and that's that. And, but you always have somebody who can help you if you run into any problems. Gotcha. Thank you for sharing that. And Startup Nation, if th this is something that you may need uh, in your business or you may need, you know, some help with, go to Fractory.com. We have a link there in the show notes uh, for easy access. And you, when you go to Fractory.com, you can see you can get an instant quote right there uh, on the website. So, Martin, I appreciate you sharing all that, my man. Absolutely. So uh, I, I want to ask you this, you know, because, you know, let's, let's be honest. Sometimes we we have clients who are let's just say they're a little uh, uneasy to kind of work with from time to time. And so I, I'm curious, how do you handle like, you know, uh, those customer interactions? Like, what does that look like? Is like, let's say a client, they, they got the service and it, it didn't go to how they envisioned it. How do you work around those problems? Yeah, we have set up uh, basically all the necessary processes inside the company with, uh, with different department, uh, departments uh, taking care of uh, sort of different segments of the project. So if the, if the client uh, uh, wants something uh, to know about uh, how to order or which materials they should be using or whatever, they can find it with their account managers. But say, of course, in manufacturing, things sometimes go wrong. It's just the truth. It, it, it is what it is. Uh, there's a transportation of physical goods 
sometimes things go wrong in transportation as well. It happens. Uh, so for that, we have a, um, a supply management team. And if the, if the client does run into a problem, then uh, then there's always somebody there to, to uh, respond to their requests. And, and we have very thorough uh, system uh, to pinpointing exactly what went wrong and remedying it as, as fast as possible. Um, our approach to keeping a good client relationship, and this is actually something that we have been credited for as well quite many times by our customers, is that uh, when things do go wrong, uh, they are very happy to use us again because of the fact how well we handle uh, problems. Thank you for sharing all of that, Martin. I really mm-hmm. appreciate that. So, you know, like you said, you know, we talked about this earlier that during uh, this time, your company has experienced some growth. You were, you know, slated to kind of make $11 million this year, which probably going to blow past that now with everything going on. So well, I, I guess yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Business is in the business of making money. So that's what it's supposed yeah. to be. Uh, but I'm curious about, you know, where do you guys see yourself, you know, uh, you know, five years from now, you know, because as we engage more and more and, and, and people want not just uh, uh, things to be, you know, custom made and stuff like that, but as engineers become more and more, uh, part of the economy as far as like making things and stuff like that. Where do you guys see yourselves in five years from now? Uh, to be honest, manufacturing in general is already one of the one of the biggest uh, sort of economic factors there is, and and we are definitely uh, positioning ourselves towards the the, the bigger side of the industry, uh, which is not uh, quite often unseen for the for the everyday everyday people because most of manufacturing is happening between uh, companies. Uh, We are building new factories, we are building new machinery, we are building all of that, uh, ships, whatever. Uh, So that's quite often unseen and that's a very big part of our uh, life. Uh, although we don't see it. And uh, our vision has always been big. Uh, we never set out to, to solve a problem in one market or, or build, a, build a small business that, uh, that uses, uh, uses software to, to be a bit more efficient. Um, our goal is to, is to build a platform that is uh, used all over the world and, uh, and uh, we're definitely aiming at being, being the biggest manufacturing platform there is. Startup Nation, as we talked earlier, Martin was just recently uh, honored with being part of, you know, the Forbes uh, 30 under 30 uh, for what he does at, at Fractory. Hey, man, when you got the call from Forbes saying that you're going to be on this prestigious list, man, were you shocked, surprised? Were you excited? Were you like, man, I don't want to do this? <laughs> Walk me through uh, your emotions there when you got that call. Yeah, well, uh, I... I this year I wasn't definitely expecting it. Uh, last year, to be honest, and uh, we submitted my name <laughs> to the list uh, yeah. uh, list, uh, but uh, didn't receive it. Uh, so yeah, I guess this year I, I actually don't know who who submitted my name or if they took it from last year or, or how that happened. But yeah, this year all of a sudden they 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 announced it. They they sent me an email, called me. And I was like, "Wow, that that's big!" And and 
But I do admit that uh, while my name is is on there, it's actually a, a acknowledgement for the whole team because I, I tend to say this quite a lot, but uh, uh, nobody does anything alone. There is there's always uh, the whole team uh, behind everything we do and every everything any other ent entrepreneur does. Uh, your people, your team is your biggest asset, and and, and that that award is definitely a testament for for a teamwork, not not only my work. For sure, for sure. Thank you for sharing that. You know, Martin, I want to ask you this, man. You know, what's your entrepreneurial superpower and why? I think all entrepreneurs have a superpower. What's yours? Well, I'm Estonian, so I think working hard is definitely written into our DNA. So we, we can go without eating and sleeping for days uh, <laughs> if we want to achieve something. Uh, one of the, the assets I, I value about uh, uh, in myself is the fact that uh, I can uh, combine uh, different information uh, from different places and, and, and things I've acquired over long, long periods of time and, and put that uh, together uh, relatively easily and fast. So whenever there is a, there is a problem so where we started the discussion, then, uh, then it's quite, uh, I think it's quite easy for me to, to uh, remind myself of tens of articles that I've written over the time or a book I read uh, 10 years ago and, and or something I experienced five years ago and put that together and translate into a situation that I have at hand right now and come up with a solution uh, on spot. So I, I think that's something that uh, I, at least myself, I, I think of that when, when again, there's a problem then, uh, and uh, me or, or the team has succeeded in solving it then um, I, I, I tend to think back that, okay, that, that was pretty cool. I, I took that part of my life and that part of my life, put it together and it, it fit in this situation. I hear that. I hear that. Thank you for sharing all of that for sure. And before I ask the last question, Martin, I just want to say thank you so much for coming uh, on the Startup Life. We definitely appreciated your, your content and your value and your time uh, for course. sure, man, for sure. It, it, it's been fun. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, but now I'm actually going to turn the microphone over to you, man, because there's somebody out in Startup Nation who's feeling a little stuck, feeling a little, you know, afraid to kind of move forward. Just kind of give us some words of encouragement to take us out for today. Uh, yeah, well, as I said, uh, the way I solve problems is just uh, just start. And and uh, that, that's the way I think uh, entrepreneurship uh, should be approached as well. There's always, uh, always ways and reasons why you shouldn't do something and and uh, why you should be afraid of some something but uh, uh, I don't know if I can say but I always say fuck it and and just do it so that that's my approach to everything and and I think uh, while it sounds simple and uh, and and easy uh, I think it should be that simple and easy and and to everybody who's uh, or anybody who's afraid to start something, just toss it aside and start and see where it takes you. The worst thing uh, it, it, that can happen is you're, you're back where you started. And that's going to wrap up our session of The Startup Life. We want to thank Martin once again for coming on the show. We, like I said, once again, man, we really appreciate your time. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. No worries. And as always, Startup Nation, if you have an idea, be about that life. 
the startup life. If you want to let us know what you think about our show, have an idea for a show topic, or would like to advertise on our show, send us a message on the Startup Life Podcast Facebook page. And while you are there, like and follow our page as well. It's a great way for us to engage with you, Startup Nation, and really grow our community. The link is there in the show notes. Subscribe to the show as it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, or even on your Facebook timeline or any other platform you like to get your podcast. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you find our content valuable, please give us a five-star rating as it will help us climb the charts and help more people find our show. You can also listen to the show on the Startup Life Podcast new website. There you will find the all-new startup blog where I write on many topics that are interesting and helpful to you on your path to entrepreneurship. And hey, if you have an idea, be about that life, the startup life. Startup Nation, do you have friends and loved ones that you want to do something nice for, but maybe they live in the next city, the next state, or even halfway around the world? Well, I have a solution for you. Koya is the new and best way to let your friends and family know you're thinking of them. Choose a friend, record a message, and hide it in a location that they are likely to visit and give them a clue. When they arrive, your message will instantly appear. You can even send them a gift. Best of all, the app is completely free. Get Koya.com to download it now. That's K-E-T-K-O-Y-A.com. Or check the link in the show notes. Koya, show you care when you can't be there.